Chicago Steak Company. Hand-cut, Midwest-raised USDA prime beef. They age the steaks using centuries-old techniques. Then they vacuum seal each steak individually to lock in the flavor and freshness. Here's a special deal for first-time Chicago Steak customers. Go to golfballspodcast.com, click the Chicago Steak banner, and you get free shipping plus three free gifts. Go to golfballspodcast.com. So if you're looking for savings, get some starting on uh, all your equipment for the summer, for the season, head over to golfballspodcast.com. You're going to swing on over to exclusive deals. Slide your browser down. That's it. Nice and slow. Don't get excited. Slide it down until you see yourself on budget golf. Hit that banner and get ready. You are going to see savings on clubs, apparel, balls. They got Pro V1 golf balls for $39.96 a dozen. I can't even get started on how many balls I go through in a summer. Let's just start with day one, at least 10 balls. So there you go. So you got your 10 balls, you got two left over. The best part about it, the more you click, the more you buy, the more you save. Free shipping over $150. Golfballspodcast.com, slide the browser down, exclusive deals, budget golf banner, and you, my friend, are on your way. Okay, so Ben needs a moment. Take as much time as you need. I'll join you in a minute. We just finished interviewing Jeff Crawford, and where's he from? Museo Golf, the North America division. Ben has been stalking him on social media for God knows how long. At least, I would, I would, I'd go back months, many, many months, and, and he, um, he, he admitted to it. He admitted, and when I would send him stuff, first of all, he brought it on himself. He posts gorgeous, sultry pictures of irons, wedges, and he knew what he was doing. But he actually replied, and then he admitted that he replied on. The show, which I thought was just awesome. I thought that he'd be like, you're that guy, and hang up. But no, he stuck around and gave us lots of great information. So instead of talking about the interview, let's listen to it. Here is Golf Balls Podcast, Episode 3. All right, Golf Balls Podcast. Ben Friend, Chris Daniels. We're on with Jeff Crawford from Museo Golf North America. Uh, We're up in the Northeast. Jeff, where are you at today, pal? We're just uh, we're just outside of Atlanta, a little northeast of Atlanta, in Peachtree Corners. Are you getting? Is it cold down there? Please tell me it's cold because I'm freezing up here and I'm going to be jealous. <laughs> it, be jealous. It's, it's been cold in the mornings. It's it's pretty nice right now. I'm actually sitting outside, so it's I don't know, probably probably around fifty and sunny. But what is, no, it's been chilly. What Not is, much golf being played lately. What is cold in the morning to you, Jeff? Uh, it was it was right around freezing this morning. Oh. I mean, we get we definitely get our you know, mid, low to mid twenty mornings as well. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So then, so then you know what we're going through up here. The no golf thing is, it's it's a hard winter, man. It takes it takes a lot out of you, <laughs> right? Well, we've actually had some mild temps this winter, but unfortunately, in the winter time, when you get mild temperatures, it brings rain. So all the courses, all the grass being dormant down here in the winter time, when it rains, it takes forever for it to dry out. So. It's Hasn't been very many playable days this year. Right. This winter, rather. All right. So recently, you guys went over to a show called the PGA Show. Tell us how that went, what you guys brought, and um, yeah, man, brag. I'm a fanboy. I want to hear about it. <laughs> yeah, the PGA Show went great. Uh, obviously, down in Orlando, Florida. Uh, it's our second year in a row that we've gone. Uh, last year we made our debut back there. We hadn't been on the show floor in 16 years, so we made a big splash coming back. And 
Uh, obviously repeated it this year was another big success had some new products to launch launched a new st 200 wood series uh the new mcraft forge putter series and then brought two new golf balls to the market the rb 566 and 566v so demo day was great everyone was really interested in trying the drivers uh it was freezing and about i don't know 20 25 mile an hour winds all day uh so wasn't the best conditions to test product in but uh, still a good day. And then, you know, the shows Wednesday through Friday, Wednesday was, was great. We were super busy all day. Um, you know, we, we, one thing cool is that we had in the booth was, uh, our MP20 irons that launched last fall. We debuted a limited edition copper finish set in the front of the booth. That was really eye catching. And everyone was uh, taking tons of pictures and tons of posts on social. So that was really cool to have in front of the booth. And yeah, everyone still was interested in SC200 Woods, and we had a separate putting area with uh, with some blue turf that looked pretty cool to match up with the Mizuno theme. And uh, everyone really loved the new Imcraft putters, so we're we're excited to see how those go. And um, you know, sales in store have been phenomenal so far. Um, yeah, no, the show was great overall. Tons of media coverage, so felt like we got our message out there. Are the uh, are those beautiful? moisture-inducing copper irons going to be available to everybody because I, I, we saw them on on Instagram and they they stick out, man. Like, you you notice them. If someone's using them, you're going to notice them. <laughs> are, are they going to be widely available or is that a limited thing? Is that Are they already sold out it's... by people that have more money than I do? So... <laughs> well, it's definitely a limited thing. I mean, the, the quick backstory on that is, I mean, we used since all the MP20 irons have the copper underlay. We used just a copper club as a as a marketing piece during the launch back in the fall, and uh, the responses that we got of that head is what led to us offering these coppers. It was never originally intended to offer a copper set, uh, but we felt like we had to just from the demand and thought it'd be cool to come up with something limited. So it is a limited set; only 500 sets are coming out. Uh, we just showed off a few basically sample sets at the show, but, uh, all 500 sets have been spoken for from on the retailer side. So like no more, no more retailers can buy some, but as far as them selling them to customers, they'll be available, uh, starting the week of the masters. What's, what's the, what's the draw to the copper besides the aesthetic look? You know, is there is there a game field to it? Is there a hand field to it? Is there are there just people that just really just like know their stuff? You know, what what makes them <laughs> so demandable? Well, the reason we did cotton the copper underlay in MP20s is is to enhance feel at impact. It's just a, a better sensation, a little bit longer vibration pattern at impact. Uh, we did some tour testing two years ago when we first started. Uh, nailing down what we're going to do with the MP20 line. And, uh, you know, we blind tested about 10 tour players at an event, uh, the Valspar Championship in Tampa. And they basically tested the same exact club, one with copper, one without. And unanimously, they all chose the one with copper. And, you know, unknowingly, it had copper in it. And, um, yes, yeah, so that's why we went with it in the line. It's, you know, amazing feel, uh, really validates uh you know the nothing feels like a mizuno slogan that we like to use um but as far as you know the copper finish that was just purely people just loved the way it looked 
it's something different, something we've never done before by any means. Um, and it is a cool look. It's, um, you know, I will say, I mean, it's, if, if people buy these sets and they choose to play them, but it's not going to be the most durable. I mean, essentially, it's a it's a raw finish with a, a thin layer of nickel and then the thin layer of copper that you see on the outside. So once once they start getting used and you know they get the uh, the wear or the, I guess for copper you call it patina, uh, it will sort of turn a almost like a greenish look, like an old penny eventually, uh, which some people might actually really like. But I imagine a lot of people that buy them will won't play with them. But we'll see. So Jeff, the um, do better clubs actually help high handicap players? There's there's definitely a big difference. You know, it's for us, it's it's uh, the use of you know higher end materials and and you know better weight distribution that allow the performance of the club to be more superior compared to you know a box set that you might buy at you know wherever. Um, you know, we we really feel and sound is something that go, kind of goes hand in hand with the golf club. Um, so you're never going to hit a Mizuno club that's going to feel bad. Um, and as far as the performance aspect, I mean, anything in our game improvement line from our JPX 919, like the Hot Metal and Hot Metal Pro, I mean, they've done phenomenal. Those are our two best-selling clubs. Uh, everyone thinks everyone thinks of forged irons from Mizuno, but truthfully, our two best-selling clubs are two cast clubs and are the most, uh, most forgiving in the line. Uh, so it just appeals to a larger amount of players. Um, yeah, it's just done really well. It's held the, the JPX 919 Hot Metals individually held the highest percentage of market share for any one club that we've ever had. How well have the the blue wedges gone over? Yeah, I mean overall, you know, we we first launched the the blue finish on the T7 wedge a few years ago, and initially it was you know it was pretty cool. It was something totally different that we haven't done, and uh, just associated with Mizuno so well. And then we did it in the, actually, I apologize. We we did it in the S5 series wedge first, then the T7, and they were both pretty well received. And then we came out with the blue finish in the S18 wedge, and it, I wouldn't say it did great. It was also because that wedge had already been out for a year, and then we launched the blue finish. But everyone really likes the blue on the T20, though. And then it's really the same, but it just I don't know, just being on that shape of wedge is more preferred. For that player, it's a little bit smaller wedge, teardrop shape compared to the S18 that we had. Yeah, I mean, it definitely pops like when you see it all the time. I don't know what it is. It just like it sticks out and you notice exactly what it is. But it's it's beautiful stuff, man. So. Yeah. The blue finish on the on the new putter, on the Ingraft putter, was really uh, a, a, you know, sort of a big hit down at the show. I mean, we have a black finish and a white, white satin, but everyone really liked the blue on the putter big time. Well, I feel like people have been looking at the same, you know, the same clubs forever. You know, your grandfather had, you know, chrome-looking clubs. Everybody had chrome. And now yeah. I'm seeing something different. I think people just – and golf is changing. <laughs> you know, how, golf is changing. It's not your grandfather's game anymore. You know, the when you go out to play, you see guys dressed a little bit brighter, a little bit flashier. You know, I think I think people need that pop. You know, maybe it's just the, the sign of the times, I guess. Yeah, I mean, choosing, choosing a finish on a product is is a huge decision to make, and we, we go through multiple samples of each iron to see, you know, what's going to work best. And, and really, I think that's why people like the copper set so much. It's just so different than anything we've ever done or really than anything that's on the market currently as well. So they saw that initial picture back in August, 
they were just like, oh my God, <laughs> look at that. That's amazing looking. Now you, you said the copper, you know, will kind of, the color will fade on it. What are the, what happens with the blue on the wedges? Does that stay or will that get just a, a worn spot? From where you're so the, the blue, the blue does wear out. It's, it's not going to wear as quick as like the copper finish. Cause that's really just a, a very thin layer on top of a raw head. The copper is a, I mean, I'm sorry, the blue is a blue ion finish. It will wear away. Um, probably looks worse initially because once you start hitting on the rain, especially if you're in a sandy climate, it really does scrape away the finish initially pretty quickly, but then, but then it stops. It comes to a point where it doesn't, it's not going to wear out any more than the common areas that you're hitting it. But this is with any, any darker finish is going to wear out on a, on a wedge. Yeah. Whether it's blue, black, whatever it may be. And if you're and if you're as good as I am, it's only gonna wear out in one spot where you hit the ball in the exact same spot, the exact same <laughs> way, every single time. Is that on the toe? Toe, toe, heel. As long as the right ball where is the not... groove, right where the grooves end. Exactly. It's all the, it's as long as you're getting some part of the groove. All right, let's change over to drivers. I saw somewhere that it is the first time that you guys are launching three drivers at the same time, uh for the you know, at the same time, first time, you know what I'm saying? Like three drivers at once. What do you got? The ST200 and then you guys go up from there? Yeah. So, I mean, it's all the ST200, you know, family or series. So there's the, the ST200, which is more your neutral driver. Uh, we've got the S200G, which has the sliding weight tracks, um, a lot more lower spinning options, definitely su- more suited for, a, you know, high ball speed, high club speed player. And then we have uh, brought over a unique one that's um, something we never had in the U.S. called the ST200X, which is uh, what we refer to as a Japanese spec driver. It's, it's a little bit lighter weight head. Uh, comes with a very light 39 gram shaft. It's a little more draw biased head, slightly hook based. Uh, definitely for that player who fights a slice and just wants something very nice and easy to, to hit. Um, I mean, that was the intended idea for, but what's funny is actually a couple of tour players have taken to it. Chris Kirk, one of our staff players is actually playing the, the X model, uh, because he, he just likes a draw. He does not want to see a ball go right. So he wants that right to left ball flight and it suits him perfect. How many, so this week we have the, uh, the waste management going on. How much Museino clubbage is, is being used on the tour? How much do you guys get seen on the tour? Well, on on a given week, any given week, we have anywhere from, I'd say, 8 to 12 guys using product that are obviously not all, uh, you know, staff players this week. Staff players will have Luke Donald, Keith Mitchell, Chris Kirk, and Adam Shank in the field. But there'll be, a, you know, a handful of other guys that use some product of ours, mostly irons, um, that are not under contract that we, you know, we won't publicly say their name, but... Uh, internally we keep track of that stuff and but yeah and it's um you know ever since really ever since nike exited the hard goods business a couple years ago it's it's been a big win for us we've seen our weekly tour usage go up uh you know very high Uh, we last i think last year we had as many as 18 players using some type of mizuno equipment in an event uh, which was the most we've had in quite some time it's pretty impressive. I mean, especially when you're battling against, you know, it seems like in golf, the for years, it's been the same names, you know, same guys, same names trying to break in. There must be, it must be an interesting 
I don't know if I want to say interesting, difficult, maybe, I guess, to break <laughs> break through that. I mean, museum yeah, it's, it's something that I recognize, but I mean, I recognize it because I recognize the brand and, I, you know, I want that blue and white, you know, staff bag. You know, that's that's my mm-hmm. thing I recognize as a golfer. Do you, how do you guys go about kind of breaking into that that group, but without, you know, being one of them you know what i'm saying how do you keep your individuality as a company and your line without sure well i mean you know we we like to tell tell a story about our products we're not just looking to write checks and and get guys you know we want guys that truly want to be brand ambassadors uh that's why you're going to start seeing more drivers in play than you ever have with Masuno. uh you know before we years ago we might have been happy with just having guys play our irons and that's it but you know, we're, we're not like that anymore. We want to be more of a complete brand. Uh, again, true brand ambassadors. You know, the, the best example is what Luke Donald is probably our most recognizable face with our brand. And for years, he didn't play our driver. So it's like, how can, how can we convince a consumer to play our driver when we can't even get our best or well-known tool player to use it? So, you know, that's a philosophy that's really changed, and we've definitely upped our our uh, our driver game, if you will, to uh, to make them, you know, at the level of everybody else. So there really is no shouldn't be any question where they want to play it. So we've already got you know last at the Sony Open a few weeks ago we had four ST two hundred models in play, and you know and at any given week we could have anywhere from six to seven in play depending on who's in the field. So we're really excited about that. Really breaking into into the driver market on the tour. I mean, that's, it's a really tough one to get, you know, a lot of the companies will pay just for driver usage, but you know, if you're going to be, if you want a contract with us, then, you know, you're going to have to look at testing the driver. <laughs> all right, cool. I'll look into testing the driver. That's all I wanted to know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so the, so the, the driver market really does make that difference, huh? Because when I, I, I'm an irons guy, like my, I, I hit slice. The driver is, they're one it's either they're one hole and not there the next but your irons i always figured the irons would be the way to go i i'm I'm intrigued that it's the driver that kind of sets you apart you know kind of breaks that ice yeah you know i mean we've been irons you know we've been iron centric for forever you know we've been known as as the iron brand the best irons in the game but you know we want to be we don't want to just be pigeonholed as just an iron brand you know we we have bringing out the golf balls now and the putters i mean we have you could outfit your bag with 14, you know, very high-end products and then throw a golf ball in there as well. So really looking to, you know, what the Mizuno fan has wanted for years to have a full bag of Mizuno so that, you know, they have that chance now. And, uh, same with our guys on the tour staff. So since we are Golf Balls podcast and you have brought up balls multiple times, tell us about the balls then because – I would. I feel bad for the listener. All we're talking about is clubs and irons. I want to know about the what. What makes the <laughs> balls? So, what makes the balls different? What did you guys do to your balls to make them? Oh God! But anyway, you know what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> so, I don't know how to ask it, Jeff, without it sounding bad. So, you know what I'm asking? Why are your balls better than everyone else's balls? Yeah. So, I mean, we we, we came to the golf ball market last year in the U.S. We've had golf balls in Europe and Asia for the last you know, nine, 10 years, but we haven't had one in the, in the U S ever. So we came to the market last year with the RB tour, RB tour X, 
uh, really good initial success. It was, um, you know, people had been wanting us to bring over golf balls for years and finally decided to because it was a brand new concept with a cone dimple design. So really a lot of aerodynamic testing goes on to the cover. And, uh, you know, that's where our Japanese R&D members have tried to differentiate us from, you know, just another golf ball, you know, the aerodynamics on the cover design. So all of our golf balls, whether it be the RB Tours that I mentioned or our new RB566 and 566D, they all have a unique dimple dimple pattern, dimple story, uh, and that are all leading to, you know, reduced drag, increased flight, increased uh, distance you know, be a better, better spinning golf ball in windier conditions. All these things are tested when they, uh, you know, when they're they're testing out different types of covers and narrow down which one is going to work. And, uh, you know, we had some good initial success with the RB Tour. And uh, now with the launch of the 566 series, those are going to be in stores uh, on the 14th, by the 14th, February. Um, The RB566 is a two-piece distance ball. 566D is a three-piece uh, kind of softer compression distance ball. They all have what we call micro dimples on it, and then the 566B even has what we call a dual dimple or D dimple, which has a smaller, a uh, very small dimple inside the larger dimple, and that's just uh, there to create, like I said, less drag, uh, a little bit better ball flight for lower club head speeds. Because a lot of the other golf balls have always concentrated on you know, the core and the mantle and all that stuff, but we really concentrated on, no one's really addressed the, uh, you know, different types of dimple patterns too much. So that's where we're trying to, uh, you know, really kind of create our own niche in that ball market. So we're going to make sure those balls are available for Valentine's Day is what you're saying. That's right. That's right. Sweet. Awesome. I'm going to have a good Valentine's Day then, finally. <laughs> um, how often do you get out to play? You know, do you, are you more of a, I know you, we talk like a little bit, our little, me and you, we've talked on social media a couple of times. I told you before I had the podcast that I was like a little Musino fanboy and I would comment, <laughs> but then you would always comment back, which I thought was like so amazing because you know, it's, you guys are huge. How much do you, how much golf do you actually get in compared to just having to deal with golf all the time yeah i mean it, it depends on just how certain things come up you know t- 2018 i played more than i did last year um maybe it's because i took took a couple of golf trips with some friends and got in a lot of rounds in a short amount of time but last year i think last year i think i only logged around 20 rounds two years ago i played over 30 times you know the guys in the industry get to get to play a little bit more you know, I'm i'm married got two kids so my weekends are, it's, it's tough to break away, but if we get more opportunities to play during the week for, you know, for work, then that's where my rounds will add up a little bit better. But I would play a lot more if the opportunity was there. Um, what's the, uh, what's the nicest course you've ever played? Probably the best one, number one on my list was a couple of years ago, uh, me and uh, Chris Bochelle here at Mizuno, we went up to Long Island with our sales rep at the time and we played at Friars Head which was really special but uh, but as far as locally here in the Atlanta area a uh, place called the Standard Club is, is definitely one of my favorite very cool awesome well Jeff Crawford <laughs> from Museum of Golf North America I as a fanboy I greatly appreciate you coming on chatting with us and you know maybe we'll catch up with you again in the future and hear about some some other stuff you guys have coming down the pipe yeah I love that anytime awesome man 
Thank you so much again for coming on, and uh, we look forward to stalking you on Instagram. <laughs> I look forward to that. All right, pal. I look for those replies. You got it. Man. Have yourself a great day. All right, you guys too. Golfballspodcast.com.